we're going to continue our series. Uh, you asked for it. And uh, week one, we talked about dealing with difficult people. Uh, week two, we talked about handling stress. Last week, we talked about spiritual warfare, uh, how to win our spiritual battles. And so today, I'd like to talk about hearing God's voice. You know, uh, a lot of people are asking, how can I hear God's voice? You know, they want to hear God's voice. They're just struggling to do so. Or they say, you know, how can I know for sure God is speaking to me and it's not my own mind or it's not the devil trying to talk to me? And so uh, people want to know, how can I hear God's voice clearly? That's a good question, isn't it? And then some people are not asking that question, but they're asking another question. Does God speak anymore? Is God still speaking? Should we even expect God to speak? All right, here's one more question. When was the last time God spoke to you? See, if we believe God's speaking, then we should be hearing God speak. Is that right? You know, and so some people don't believe God speaks, so they ain't going to be hearing him, right? I was thinking about uh, years ago. How many of you remember Reggie White? He was an NFL football player, and he was a Christian, but he was mean. I mean, he could plow over these big old linemen, you know, and uh, he was, uh, you know, an all-pro guy, and uh, he was an outspoken Christian, and he retired. And after a couple of years of retirement, he decided to come back and play NFL. And, uh, and so the media, you know, they were, they were interviewing him. And they said, Reggie, you know, why did you decide to come back out of retirement and play football again? And he said, because God told me to. And I'm watching the faces of the media and they're like, well, all right, well, and then they, they didn't know what to do with that. But they were smirking and all that because I, I think they don't believe that God still speaks. Come on. How many of you believe God speaks? Uh, years ago in Times Magazine, they came out with a monthly edition. And on the cover of the monthly edition, this is what it said. God is dead. God is dead. And so it, it created this, this riff in our society. And uh, the next day, a bunch of reporters went knocking on Billy Graham's door. They lined up and they wanted to ask him. <laughs> they said, uh, they said, Billy, is God really dead? And that's what he said. He said, are you kidding? I just talked to him. <laughs> well, I like that. What about you? <laughs> well, it depends where you're at, right? So I want to talk to you today about the subject of hearing God's voice. And, and I'm hoping that we might learn a little bit more and gain more confidence in hearing God's voice. So let me just kind of lay the groundwork and give you some truths about hearing God's voice. And the first one is God has given every Christian the ability to hear his voice. Now, what I want to emphasize here is every, every Christian has the ability to hear God's voice. Did you hear what I said? Every. Now, the Greek for every means every, right? And so John 8, John 8, this is what Jesus said. He who, he who belongs to God hears what God says. Here's another verse, John 10, 27. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice. Can, you, can anyone hear God's voice? No, not anyone. But if you're a Christian, you can. It's because you're a sheep, right? It's our personal relationship that makes it possible for us to hear God's voice. Notice, I didn't say it's our religion that makes it possible for us to hear God's voice. 
It's the relationship, right? In John 10 and 14, he said, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the father knows me, I know the father. So Jesus says, he is the good shepherd and we are his sheep. And sheep have the ability to hear the shepherd's voice. That's why we can hear God's voice. We can hear God's voice because of our relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. And so, you know, I heard a story uh, of, uh, you know, books that were written by shepherds that actually shepherd sheep. And, you know, sometimes they use the same watering hole. You know, we just got, we went to Israel in May. And we got to see, you know, some of the shepherds. And, but, you know, um, they, sometimes they use the same watering hole or sometimes they just bring all their sheep together and they just let them graze together. And so, you know, the question is, how, does, how do you not lose your sheep? I mean, how do you know that other shepherd don't end up with 20 of your sheep and so on and so forth? But an amazing thing, they let them all, you know, drink together or graze together. But whenever they get ready to go, the shepherd just gets a little distance away and, he's, and he, just, he just speaks. He makes a distinct sound. And all of the sheep that are of his foe hear him and they line up to follow him. Come on, let me see. Let me see if I could try that as a shepherd. <laughs> but isn't that pretty cool? They know his voice. Come on, if you're a shepherd, you need to know his voice, right? When the shepherd gets ready to leave, all he does is just give that distinct voice and the shepherd follow him. Here's the important key. As a Christian, you can hear God's voice. God has given us that ability, right? But here's the second truth. Hearing God's voice is an ability that can be learned. Listen to this verse, Job 33, 14. For God speaks again and again. He speaks in French, call and call. Though people do not recognize it, God is speaking again and again. Though people don't recognize it. The problem is not that the Lord is not speaking. The problem is we just don't recognize it when he speaks. Remember when the prophet Eli was training the young man Samuel. And uh, the Lord was speaking to Samuel, but he didn't know it was the Lord. And so he had to, he had to learn to discern the Lord's voice. And twice, they, uh, you know, Eli and Samuel were sleeping in the temple. And, and the Lord called to Samuel. And, uh, and he woke up. And he went over to Eli. And he said, yes, sir. And Eli's like, what you waking me up for? I didn't call you. Go back to sleep. And then he called again. He, the, uh, Samuel heard the voice again. And he woke up and he went over to Eli. Yes, sir. And he's like, I didn't call you. Go back to sleep. After the third time, he's like, wait a minute. Something's going on here. So he told, he told Samuel, he said, Samuel, if you hear that voice again, say this. Yes, Lord, your servant is listening. In fact, 1 Samuel 3, 8. So the Lord called a third time and once more Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? Then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, go and lie down again. And if someone calls again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed and the Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. Then the Lord said to Samuel, I'm about to do a shocking thing in Israel. Now, here's the point. Samuel had to learn to hear God's voice. He, he was a young man learning. 
And so I think for you and I, we have to learn to hear God's voice. Another key to hearing God's voice is learning how how to hear God's voice. Something you can learn. In John 10, 27, it's that Jesus said, my sheep know my voice and I know them. They know my voice. You might have heard me tell this story, but I love the, the example. You know, there's a missionary called Bruce Olson. Uh, he, he went to Colombia and, and reached out to the Motolone Indians. It was a, a primitive uh, tribe. And, and uh, nobody had ever been able to socialize with them. They were, they were mean. And uh, he decided he wanted to go bring the gospel to them. And so he's in the jungles and he's trying to reach them. And he, he's trying to get the gospel to them. And his first encounter with them is he feels a spear going through his thigh. And of course, they come out of the trees and they, they pick him up and they make him run back to the camp with this spear in his, in his uh, leg. There's a book written called Bruchko. If you're interested, it's a great read. But you know, eventually Bruce got a chance to win the whole tribe to the Lord. He taught them about the Lord. And, and the tribe was also teaching Bruchko, Bruce, some things. Here they were living in the jungle and, and they said, we're going to go turkey hunting. And so they left to go turkey hunting and they're walking down the trail and all of a sudden, some of the Indians stop, and they look at Bruce, and they say, you hear that? And Bruce said, whenever they said, do you hear that? He said, I heard 100,000 things. There's all these birds and all these animals making all these sounds, and it sounded just like a bunch of noise. And they said, no, the turkey. And they actually taught Bruce, in the midst of all that noise, to hear the turkey gobble. So here's the point. There's a lot of noises out there in the world. Amen. But in the midst of all the noises out there, we can hear the voice of the Lord if we just train ourselves to hear it. Amen. Jesus said, he who has ears, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. Amen. Third truth concerning God's voice is to get better at hearing God's voice. We need to learn how he speaks, his methods, right? In Job uh, 33, the verse that we, going back to that verse, for God speaks again and again, though people do not recognize it. Now, let's look at the next verse. He speaks in dreams and visions of the night, when deep sleep falls on people as they lie in their beds, for he whispers in their ears and terrifies them with warnings. And so listen, what is this passage telling us? It's telling us that God speaks in many different ways. Not one way, in many different ways, Right? So the problem is not that God isn't speaking. The problem is we don't recognize it. So we need to know how he speaks so we can recognize it. So the bottom line is if we want to hear the Lord speaking better, we have to be more acquainted as where should we expect him to speak to us? How should we expect him to speak to us? Amen. So let me talk to you about six ways that we can hear from God. And the first one is this. God speaks through the Bible. I think this is the most common way God speaks. But here's the problem. People don't connect it. Like when you read God's word, that God's actually speaking to you through his word. Come on, are y'all with me out there? There's a disconnect there. But 2 Timothy 3.16 says this, the whole Bible was given to us by inspiration from God, and it's useful to teach us what's true, to make us realize what's wrong in our lives. It straightens us out and helps us do what's right. You know, you've heard it said, the Bible wasn't given to us 
you know, to, to inform us, but to transform us, right? And the main reason the Lord gave us the Bible is so he could communicate with us. So who would you rather fellowship with? The Daily Advertiser or Facebook or the Lord Jesus Christ? I know the answer to that, right? So listen, to better hear God speak, we have to view the Bible as his personal handwritten letters to us. You got to look at it that way. But here's the thing, as I think, you know, we read stuff, we hear stuff, and, and the Bible is like losing um, its, its value in society, even in the church. But come on, we need to take it off the, the coffee table and we need to put it on our lap, right? Because the Bible is God's letters. And just think about if the Lord wanted to write you a note, if he wanted to write you a message right now to encourage you, and he put it on paper, when you pick up your Bible to read your Bible, my friend, that's exactly what's happening. Someone said this, if you're not reading the Bible, it's like your phone is turned off. And God is getting a busy signal when he tries to talk to you. Come on, that's good right there. Amen. So what should we do concerning this truth? Well, first of all, I encourage you to read your Bible every day. How often do you want to hear from God? Every day. Amen. Every day I want to hear from God. But listen, but before you begin reading, take a moment to just pray and say, Lord, speak to me. Speak to me. And then the third thing is while you're reading, look for a word, look for a phrase, look for a verse that speaks to you. Amen. And that's going to be the Lord speaking to you. So I encourage you to begin reading the Bible like you're searching for hidden treasure. Like you, like, man, come on. How many of you know you can learn one truth in the Bible and God speaking to you that can totally transform your life? So listen, if you want to develop the discipline of hearing the voice of God, you got to develop the discipline of reading your Bible on a regular basis. Don't keep your phone off. Keep your spiritual phone on. Amen? The second way we can expect God to speak to us is God speaks through the Holy Spirit, obviously, right? Now, there's a, a number of different ways the Holy Spirit speaks to us, but one way is by illuminating His Word. And, and you know, it's like you're reading, the, you're reading the Bible and the Holy Spirit highlights a word. It's like the Word just pops off the page. And you're like, wow, didn't see that. In fact, it happened to me just a couple of days ago. I was reading and the word life-giving leaped off my page. Life-giving. I thought, man, that would be a great sermon. Life-giving. And then I started doing a search and just where the scripture says life-giving. And there's a number of things the Bible says will be life-giving if I will appropriate them in my life. Come on. How many of you want life how many of you need more life? Amen. How many of you want abundant life? Come on, there's things that are life-giving and there's things that are life-taking. Amen. And so you got to stay away from the life-takers and get a hang around the life-givers. Amen. And so the Holy Spirit will speak to your present circumstance and give you hope in your present situation. And so the Holy Spirit speaks to us by just illuminating the word. But the second thing the Holy Spirit will do is speak, us, speak to us through our conscience. There's this thing called your conscience. Have you heard of it? We don't use the word much in our society anymore. Have you ever, heard, have you ever said, my conscience is bothering me? No, somebody said, no, I've never said that. 
In Acts 24, 16, Paul said this, I strive always to keep my conscience clear before God and man. The Holy Spirit speaks by impressing upon our conscience when we're doing something wrong and when we're doing something right. We don't really need anybody to tell us when we're doing the wrong thing if we'll listen to the Holy Spirit speaking to our conscience. In fact, I was just thinking just a couple days ago, uh, I got a call from a family member to talk about a family situation. And, uh, you know, I, I talked to this family member for a while and basically my attitude was terrible and I puked on my, my family member, uh, you know, vomited on him basically with words. And then I hung up all day. It kept bothering me. It kept bothering me. Pastor Todd, is that the way you're supposed to be talking to your family? Well, the next morning it was still bothering me. So I need a call my family member. And I called him and said, listen, I have to ask you to forgive me for vomiting on you yesterday. My attitude and the words and the whole conversation was not godly. It, I wasn't a good example. I'm, I repent. And he said, oh man, don't worry about that, man. My attitude, I mean, I, and he just tried to let me, let me off the hook. I said, well, I appreciate that, but the Lord made me do this. Amen. Come on. And I'm glad to do it. Come on, how many of you, listen, it's good when your conscience still bothers you. Amen. The Bible talks about a seared conscience. That's when your conscience ain't working anymore because you shut it down for too long. Come on, we need the Lord to give us a clear conscience and restore our conscience. Amen. The third way the Holy Spirit speaks to us is through that inner witness. And the Bible says in Acts 13 too, while they were ministering to the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I've called you. Notice what it says, the Holy Spirit said. What does Paul mean when he said, the Holy Spirit said? The Holy Spirit is who speaks for God, right? The Holy Spirit speaks and communicates by inner witness and knowing of what is God's will. And so listen, that's how I, that's how I ended up in ministry is through the, the inner witness of the Lord. Most of you, not most of you, all of you, the Bible says you can't even become a Christian lest the Holy Spirit draw you. Come on, the Holy Spirit. You see, folks, that's the difference between religion and relationship. And a lot, I'm afraid there's too many people that show up at church every Sunday and they're just, they're just doing routine. Man, listen, Jesus didn't die on the cross for us to do routine. Jesus died on the cross so we can hear him speak. Come on. Are y'all with me out there? Come on. We serve a living God. Not, hey, times might think God is dead, but I know better than that. Amen. How about you? How many of you know better than that? So God is speaking, right? So the Holy Spirit speaks. You know, I was thinking about this. You know, you know, the reason I'm married to Tanya is because of the Holy Spirit. I don't have time to tell the story, but God was working in my life and in Tanya's life. And we didn't know. I remember, the, I remember when the Lord spoke to me. I had been knowing Tanya for a while, walking in the hallway in the old auditorium. We met in the hallway and I was growing a beard and she just touched my beard. And it was like my knees buckled. It's like, whoa, what was that? i tell you what it was. It was the inner witness of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Y'all got a good laugh out of that, right? My knees are still buckling, amen. 
But you know, man, what, what message would the Lord want to speak to us by the inner witness of his spirit? With what's going on in our life right now, if we would just take the time to fellowship with the Lord. See, I want to encourage you to get along with the Lord and, and fellowship with the Holy Spirit through prayer and worship. And read the scripture so God can speak to you. We, we need to get like Samuel, where we say, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Amen. Come on, that just encourages me to just try to do better, right? So God speaks through the Holy Spirit. A third way that we can expect God to speak is through dreams and visions. You know, in Job 33, 14, God speaks again and again, though people do not recognize it. He speaks in dreams and in visions of the night. God speaks through visions. Remember, whenever the Lord struck Paul blind on the road, on the road to Damascus, I mean, he just got, he was blind. He couldn't see, right? And so through, a, it was through a vision that Paul, that, that God gave Paul and through a vision that God gave Ananias that Paul got healed and got filled with the spirit. In Acts 9 and 10, it says there was, there was in Damascus a believer named Ananias. And the Lord spoke to him in a vision, calling Ananias. Yes, Lord, he replied. And the Lord said, go over to the straight street and find the house of a man named, named Judas and ask, ask there for Paul of Tarsus. He is praying to me right now, for I have shown him a vision of a man named Ananias coming in and laying hands on him so that he can see again. And so the Lord spoke to Ananias in a vision and said, go to straight street. The Lord spoke to Paul in a vision that Ananias was coming to pray for him, to let him pray, and Paul got a miracle. He got healed. Man, isn't that great? God speaks to individuals through visions, but he also speaks through dreams. Now listen, not all dreams are God speaking, right? Some of them are the devil speaking, right? A nightmare, right? But some dreams are of God, and we have to be aware of that. That God may want to speak to you through a dream, and you have a dream, and you just totally discount it. Wow, this is weird. I had this dream, and it might be God speaking. I think that God speaks to us in dreams sometimes because he can finally get us out of the way. And then he can speak to our spirit and get past our brain that, that won't shut down, right? In Matthew 2, it tells us that Mary and Joseph were warned in a dream to leave Bethlehem and to go to Egypt for the safety and protection of Jesus. And they did. In Matthew 2.13, it says, After the wise men were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, flee to Egypt with the child and his mother. The angel said, Stay there until I tell you to return, because Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. God speaks through visions. You know, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, um, you know, with all this stuff going on with Mr. A, he was still in Baton Rouge, and, and Tanya... Uh, came home for the night. And so the next morning I said, how did you sleep last night? And she said, well, I slept okay, but I was really burdened for my dad. And I was, I felt like I was up praying and just really burdened for him all night. And I felt like he was, um, he was trying to, he was trying to get out of bed. And of course he can't get out of bed. Both of his pelvic bones are broken and he couldn't get out of bed. And so uh, she gets there to Baton Rouge th that morning 
And she asked her mom and her sister, how did the night go? They said it was terrible. Your dad was trying to get out of bed all night. Well, you could just write that off. But maybe the Lord had her interceding. Right? Can I tell you one more story about... It's hard for me to tell this story without getting teary. But, you know, when we first got in the ministry... Tony and I were planning to go on a mission trip to Haiti. In fact, Kim and, and, uh, Kim and Mike and Kim Corville were in Haiti as missionaries. And we were going to, to visit them. We're going to do a pastor's conference in the, in the, in the, in the bush. And, and uh, so Olivia was, I don't know, maybe three or four years old. And I had a dream just before we left. that She was drowning. And I woke up so startled. I was praying in the spirit and just calling on the name of the Lord and releasing angels over her, doing warfare like I talked about last week and just praying for God's protection over covering and all that. And so I never said anything, but man, it just, it was one of those dreams. Well, we went to Haiti and, and we were, we left Olivia with, with her parents for a couple of days, with some friends for a couple of days, just trying to, you know, just to make it the week go by quicker for her. And so I knew that the time whenever she was going to be at the friends, and they had a pool. And so I, I, while I was in Haiti, I was praying. When we got back, we were visiting with our friends, and they said, look, we just got to tell you this. We had Olivia in the pool, and she was swimming, and, and, and she, we had her sitting on the ladder. She fell off the ladder. And, and one, of the, one of the families in the church, Dwight Huval, was the one in the pool that actually reached out and saved her life. I believe God was speaking to me. What about you? Is God speaking? Yes, he is. But we got to figure out how he's speaking and be sensitive. Be sensitive to what he's saying. A fourth way we can expect God to speak is through the influence of others. As children, we can expect God to speak to us through our parents, even though we don't think so. I know when I was a teenager, my, my, God can't speak to my parents. Yes, they can. Yes, he can. As married folks, we can expect God to speak through our spouse. <laughs> One amen. <laughs> Should I read it again, see if we can get a better response? As believers, we can expect God to speak through pastors and leaders. Amen. As believers, we can expect God to speak through our brothers and sisters. The Lord will use people in our life. You weren't here. Most of you probably weren't here at the second service, but there was a gentleman here that came in for the funeral that we had to do last weekend, and he said he had a word. And, and so sometimes it's kind of sticky, like, you know, I, what's, what you going to say? What you going to do? But I try my best to, to be flexible there because God might want to be speaking to this whole congregation. God speaks through the believers to one another. Amen. God will speak through leaders. He might even use me. Who knows? Jason, I appreciate you getting that. All right. Amen. But you know, uh, this is what happened to Moses. Remember, the Bible tells us that Moses was, was counseling people from sunup to sundown. And of all people, his father-in-law had a word from God. And Jethro said, Moses, what you doing? You shouldn't be doing this. You're going to wear yourself out and you're going to wear the people out. 
And he says to him in Exodus 18, verse 17, This is not good, Moses' father-in-law exclaimed. You're going to wear yourself out and the people too. This job is too heavy a burden for you to handle all by yourself. Now listen to me and let me give you a word of advice and may God be with you. Moses received that counsel and he raised up some leaders and he put leaders over hundreds and thousands and fifties and tens. And all of a sudden, everybody was getting, getting help. And only the heavy-duty things helped him. But listen, hearing God's voice through his father-in-law saved Moses' life. Come on, it saved his life. I think hearing God's voice can save our life and can help us. Amen. And so if we'll just be, we have to be teachable. We have to be willing to hear. Because listen, have you ever tried to teach somebody that does not want to be taught? It's casting your pearls before swine. It don't matter what you tell them. They ain't going to hear what you got to say. Yeah, but oh, no, they know everything. Come on, how many of you know you have to have a posture of wanting to hear the voice of the Lord? Amen. You have to have that posture to hear. And so you just be sensitive. Listen, I believe, listen, God can speak through a donkey. That God can speak through a lost person. And I really believe that God has spoken to me through a lost person before. You know, you heard me tell the stories. I was still, I was still fighting whenever, after I got saved. What? I was ready to fight, you know? And, uh, and this lost person said, I thought the Bible said you're supposed to turn the other cheek. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It does say that. Come on, that's humbling, right? A fifth way we can expect God to speak to us is through our life circumstances. Sometimes through a failure, the Lord will speak to you. Sometimes through success. Sometimes through a disappointment. Sometimes through a tragedy. You know, the psalmist said, before I was afflicted, my heart went astray. And so tragedy helped him to better connect and serve the Lord. God used Paul's Damascus Road experience and his complete blindness to get him to follow him, and God used him mightily. God used a talking donkey to get a man of God's... Why are you beating me? Have I ever did anything wrong to you? The donkey's talking to you. Come on now. But, you know, I was thinking about this and just in my own journey, you know, you, you think about these different things and you say, how does that apply to me and how has God used this in my life? And I remember, you know, one of the most profound experiences for me and how God brought humility in my life and broke me to surrender to him was before, just before around the time that I, was, I got saved, I was in the martial arts. And I was in Taekwondo. And, uh, you know, we do, we do sparring, uh, you know, the whatever you call those. What do you call them, Aaron? Whenever you go fight each other, you know. <laughs> Tournaments. Thank you, sir. It was a tournament. Yeah. But it was, you know, and so we were just doing that. And, and um, I thought I was hot stuff. I was about to get my black belt. I was too big for my britches. You ever heard that expression? I was too big for my britches, and I was still, I was still, you know, working out some things. And I went out on a weekend, 
And I was walking out of a bar and somebody co-cocked me with something. Well, you can't kick when somebody hits you upside the head and you didn't even see it coming. And I, you know, short of the long is I got my tail whipped, right? And so here I am, all the taekwondo in the world. It's like, gee, man. But you know what? It was an idol that God was knocking out of my life because I, w- I thought I was big stuff. So can God use a circumstance in your life to speak to? Yes, absolutely. Good things, bad things. God can use circumstances to reveal things in your life. Like that conversation I had this week to say, man, where's, is your attitude going south? Hey, you better bring it back. Are y'all with me? It's God speaking. God speaks again and again, but we don't recognize it. But if we know how he speaks, we'll have a better idea whenever God's speaking to us to, to heed whatever he tells us. Amen? All right, sixth way and final way that God speaks to us is God speaks to us through his still small voice. In, one more time, Job 33, 14. God speaks again and again, though people do not recognize it. He speaks in dreams and visions of the night when deep sleep falls on people as they lie in their beds. He whispers in their ears. You know, God usually doesn't shout. You know, I never heard somebody tell me, man, God shouted at me. You know, I've never heard that. You know, maybe he spoke to me sternly and said, if you don't do this, you're in trouble kind of thing. But he don't shout. He typically speaks in a still, small voice. He whispers. Remember when Elijah, he called fire down from heaven in the great Mount Carmel experience? Man, God was working in his life. And then Jezebel said, I'm going to do to you what you did to these prophets, and, and I'm going to take your head out. And he got depressed. And he ended up just, you know, you know, in a cave somewhere, you know, all by himself, just in, in a major depression. And so um, the Lord visited him. He, the Lord visited him in that dark place. And this is what the Lord, 1 Kings 19, 11, The Lord says to Elijah, go out and stand before me on the mountain of the Lord. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the wind. Hmm, I would have thought he was. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. Wow. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was the sound of a gentle whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and he went out and he stood at the entrance of the cave. And a voice said, what are you doing here, Elijah? The Lord whispers. And if we could just hear his voice, it can totally transform our life. In fact, it might get us out of depression. And it might get us into the joy of the Lord. If we can just hear his voice, it might take us from a place that we're way down deep in some rut, and it might put us where we need to be. By the way, Elijah came out of that cave, and God continued to use him. Amen. And so remember, remember the missionary, Bruce, remember that. 
Remember that he couldn't hear the turkey sound. Why? Because there were so many sounds. There's so many sounds in our life. There's people, there's gadgets, there's, there, there's so much noise in life. But if we will just take the time to do like Jesus said, and get in a secret place. Close the door behind us. You know, I think our problem is we got spiritual ADD. We say, I'm going to spend time with God. I'm talking about myself. Y'all can listen in. We say, I'm going to spend time with God. You know, here's a mime, right? But are y'all with me out there? But man, listen. If you want to hear God's voice, you have to stop. You have to get quiet. Listen, I know some of us don't want to be alone, but you need to get alone. Not just get alone for alone's sake. You got to get alone to spend time with the living God. Amen? You got to stop. You got to listen. And if you'll stop and listen, I am confident that the Lord is going to begin speaking to us like never before. Amen? Come on, are y'all with me out there? How many of you want to hear the Lord speak? Is the Lord speaking? Is he speaking today? Is he still speaking today? Yes, he is. The question is, when was the last time that you hear him speak? So maybe you need to use one of these you need to exercise some of what we talked about, these six different ways that God will speak to you. Maybe you need to start listening more to your conscience. Maybe you need to start listening to what people are saying around you. Maybe you just need to dust off your Bible and start reading your Bible. Come on. Are y'all with me out there? Maybe you just need to get by yourself and just cut out all the noise and just discipline yourself to just put your attention and your focus on the Lord. And the Lord might just whisper something in your ear that might might be life-changing for you and for your family. Amen. Come on, you received this message this morning. Come on, let's stand together and let's ask the Lord to give us ears to hear. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Come on, how many of you willing to hear the Lord speak to you? Maybe some of you are going through circumstances right now and the Lord is just trying to speak to you, but maybe you just, you just hadn't thought about it. But would you just do me a favor? Just close your eyes like you're getting into your closet right now. Like you're getting into a secret place. And just think about this message with me for just a moment. Is God speaking? Yes, he is. Are we hearing? He who has ears, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. What the Spirit is saying. Come on, let's just take the posture this morning. Let's just take the posture that we're going we're gonna to say, Lord, I, I want to hear you. I want to follow you. I want to do what you want me to do. Come on, maybe, maybe you have to drop your guard. Maybe you have to just get out of that defensive mode for a minute. Come on, maybe you have to just open up your heart and trust again. Come on, can you just open up your heart to the Lord right now and say, Lord, I want to hear your voice. I want to hear you speak to me. 
I don't want to have deaf ears. I don't want to have a closed spirit. I want to hear what you have to say to me. Father, we pray today, God, that you would just come this morning. That, God, you would just help us to be more sensitive. Help us, Lord, not to be stubborn, not to be obstinate, not to be hard-headed. Help us, Lord, to not just be going through life so quickly that we're not concerned or we're not listening to what you're trying to say to us. Father God, I pray, Lord, would you unstop our spiritual ears today? Lord, would you just give us a a new sensitivity? Give us hearing aids, Lord. Give us spiritual hearing aids that we might be able to hear the whisper of your voice in a way like we've never heard it before, Lord. Thank you, Father God. Lord, that you've just given us, Lord, a miracle right here, right now. Thank you, Father God, that, Lord, you're just causing us to be more in tune with your spirit today. Thank you, Father God. Come on, just receive that. Just receive, just just receive receive the the come on you're a sheep you can hear his voice my sheep know my voice now listen if you want to hear God's voice you have to become a sheep in his fold you have to become a Christian to begin to hear God's voice John 8 47 says this he who belongs to God hears what God says The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. There's a difference between going to church and being a Christian. Everybody has to make a decision to be a Christian. And if you've never made that decision genuinely and sincerely, I just want to give you a chance to do it this morning because it's really the most important decision you could ever make. So if you're here today and you say, Todd, would you pray for me? I'm not sure that I'm a Christian, but I want to be a Christian. Would you pray for me? I'm ready to live the Christian life. I'm ready to turn away from everything, everything I'm doing, everything I've done, and I'm ready to live for Jesus. If that's you, would you just lift your hand so I can see your hand? I want to pray for you if that's you. Just, I see your hand. Anywhere else, just raise it right here. I see your hand right over here. I see your hand. Just raise it just right here. I see your hand. Come on, this is between you and the Lord. Everybody else is just praying for you right now because this is the greatest thing that could happen at church is somebody gets snatched out of the hands of the evil one and get their name written in the Lamb's book of life. Now, those of you that raised your hand, we're going to support you and pray with you. Just pray this from your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross, for shedding your blood so that I could be forgiven. I ask you to forgive me. I repent, Lord. I'm sorry for doing my own thing, going my own way. I hear your voice today, and I'm ready to surrender. Thank you, Jesus, for accepting me into your family. Give me the power. Give me the grace to live the Christian life. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Now listen, yes, all of you that prayed that prayer, that's awesome. Come on, let's give the Lord just a good, come on. Oh, yes. Yes. As I see it, the Lord just swooped down and just pulled some of you right out of the hands of the evil one. Amen. And he put you in his family. Amen. 
So listen, if you prayed that prayer, there's a card in your pew said, I made a decision. We ask you to fill that out so we can pray for you. We're not going to harass you, but we do have a gift for you. If you'll just bring it to the info center in the lobby or, or just bring it up here, there'll be people up here to pray for you if you need prayer. But we just want to give you some tools to get started. I'm, I'm glad I came to church today. What about you? I'm glad I'm a Christian. What about you? Come on, let me pray a blessing over you, and I'll release you. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that, Lord, you would release your favor and your grace. Lord, I pray that your abundant touch would be upon everybody here. Lord, I pray that you'd break all darkness and evil and wickedness off of them, and may the touch and favor and blessing and grace of God be upon us all. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed. Have a great day.